this this is a harmonic beat. Grace and peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of I Saw the Lord. My name is Brandon, and I wrote a book called Burden of Proof, Using Known Concepts to Reveal Eternal Truths. The point of the book is to provide evidence for God's existence, but more importantly, communicate the gospel. I'll be joined by my brother Jamel, and together we'll go through each chapter of the book. You'll learn, you'll laugh, but hopefully you'll see the Lord as well. Grace and peace, grace and peace. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of I Saw the Lord. It's your boy Brandon, and this is a very, very, very special um, episode. Um, it's actually uh, the last one. Um, it's kind of crazy to think uh, where God has uh, taken us uh, to, um, how far we have uh, come. Just so thankful, thankful for for everybody who's come and uh, partnered and been a part of this. Um, it's just it's just a phenomenal thing. I never thought that I would accomplish uh, all of this because it's a lot of work, man. A lot of work doing uh, 40 uh, chapters and podcasting them. Um, it, it takes a great deal of uh, uh, commitment. So I just thank you for um, just bearing with me, those who are who were have been listening um, and those who have came and uh, partnered with me. It's just it's just been a great, great, great um, time. And like I said, it, it's kind of crazy to think that it's coming to an end. Um, that we had a concept number 40 and it's it's about to be done um and so I, I wanted to make sure this one was was very 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 special uh, most of you guys know who've been with me from the beginning um, that I started off with my um, brother Brent and we were uh, just plugging away I'm doing the podcast um and just just you know, God has just been a huge blessing in his life um, and just had him uh, go into other endeavors. Um, and so we definitely missed Brent, um, but we kept it. Uh, we kept it moving. But I was like, I got to get my guy back for the last one. I do whatever it takes to get him back uh, for this last one. So we were talking and just trying to nail down a time when would uh, be best um, for us. And we, we got a, a time nailed down. So I'm, I'm so, so excited uh, to have my brother Brent back. Back. The champ is here. Glad to be the back. The champ brother. is here. Brent, my brother, is back <laughs> on the podcast. And just, just uh, um, number one, how you doing? And just tell the people how, how's life been treating you? Because yeah. from one podcaster to another, <laughs> you know, how's it? how does it feel, man? Man, it's, uh, it's a blessing, man. Life has been good. God has been better. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, he's just been orchestrating my life, my family, and you know, I was just telling you earlier before we even kicked on, man, it's just like, even when it comes to this segment, what we're getting into today, mm. it's like, man, it's just been so good. The ups mm. and downs and everything. <laughs> I just don't want it to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, be over. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I know it'll be better when it is. Mm. And, uh, yeah, man, we, we've been able to... Uh, Focus our efforts with the company, okay. Diverse Legacies, uh, and then tell them where they go. Can they can find it at? Uh, they can find us. You just go to diverselegacies.com mm -hmm. and uh, check out what we're all about. And uh, uh, if you want to get our podcast, The Inheritance, where we are mm -hmm. just dropping just inheritances all you know in the state of North Carolina. We we try to make it state focused. So people could kind of see the good work that was going on in here. So we got mm -hmm. massive amounts of content 
from some of the best professionals in the state, man. Uh, specifically, RDU area. Okay. Getting ready to drop, man. And, and what's uh, the focus so people know what exactly Diverse um, Legacies is and even yeah. the um, the podcast, yeah. the Inheritance. What yeah. is it actually about? Yeah, so Diverse Legacies is our financial solutions. Firm. Okay. So we're all about creating legacy mm. uh, for you and your family financially. Mm. Uh, we, we focus specifically in the area of, of cash flow replenishment. And so we believe that if you can get up mm. every day and go make a living, then you need to be able to protect that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we protect money. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm everybody like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, we help you answer that question. Uh, what is your uh, plan to replenish cash flow in the event there's a disruption of cash mm. flow, specifically due to you being sick or hurt? You know, the thing that's going to take you out from producing income. Yeah. So uh, that's what we do at the firm and amongst a whole lot of other things, working with business owners, industry professionals, uh, church eldership. Mm. Uh, it's just been a it's just been a it's been a roller coaster so far thus far. Uh, and I was, I was, you know, kind of reading a meme the other day <laughs> and it said, uh, why are you worried about how you're going to. Uh, why why are you worried about how it's going to end when you haven't even started yet? Mm. And I got to thinking about, oh my goodness, we really haven't even started yet. Mm. And so it's just so promising again. It's just that energy that I yeah. you know I feel. The podcast though was something that I had put off all 2017, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I was supposed to do some content, <laughs> do some stuff, and I was like. You know what, man? This year, 2018, yeah. I'm starting it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to do it. And uh, I wanted to uh, bring uh, bring people into my world. Mm. I was meeting and still meeting some of just the most brilliant people, man, mm. through my line of work. Yep. And I'm like, man, I got to get you on my podcast. <laughs> like, I, I got to get you to come say yeah. what you do. But I need you to drop an inheritance, mm. right? The inheritance was all about... You know, because uh, all of us receive where we are in life mm. is simply because of our inheritance. Mm. And that's why I wanted to make it about the inheritance, yeah. like what you were passed down physically, what you were passed down mentally. Like what did your mom and dad instill in you? Those truths and mm. principles. Right. They gave you an inheritance and it's gotten you where you are mm. today. So I wanted to kind of further it. And start dropping inheritances on people, man. And uh, they come to the show, yeah. and they are dropping bombs. Man. <laughs> it's, it's so good, man. Literally, it's so good. I, I'll do uh, shows myself. Yeah. Uh, I got content uh, just just out of this world. We got two brand new shows that's going to drop next week. Okay. Uh, uh, one is from an uh, uh, industry expert from Citrix. On digital transformation in North Carolina, specifically RDU. Okay. We got another one from a CPA firm. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk taxes and business. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's so much that I want to do. Yeah. That I'm like, I got to center it. But mm-hmm. uh, I know those two things I was going to do well, DL and the podcast. So those are my main focus, you know, right now uh, and where God is taking me. And I'm just having so much fun, B. I'm having so much fun doing it no and i'm and i'm super uh happy for you um like i said we've been knowing each other for like two years and and i think just for me just supporting each other um you've always been a great support um just Mm -hmm. just from the moment i met like from the moment we met you you called me uh because you were part of uh uh, i forget what what was the team called at church where first impressions impressions team calls me just 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 having a good time just 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 connected right off the bat 
Um, and so I want to do whatever I can to um, support. So it's we just not bring like, out the show, man. Talk, abs- talk <laughs> absolutely, man. Uh, any anything that I can do to uh, support you've all like I said, you've been a huge supporter of me, um, just my family, just just being there, even like from the very beginning, helping us move into this place. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so we've got a lot, a lot of history. So I'm just glad to see because uh, you weren't doing this before when I met. And so yeah. it's nice to see how God has allowed you to transition to pretty much doing uh, business for yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the thing that, like I was saying earlier, that I love about you, you've taught me so many things. I think one I can say it's hospitality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice outside, but I made sure that I drove once you came <laughs> up in here so you ain't have to walk. One thing I learned from my brother Brand's hospitality um, and then just seeing your hunger and your passion for something that you love. It's like almost like because I'm always in this tension where I'm at a job where I I, I love and I appreciate, but it's not in my field. So I'm always excited to see people who are in their field Mm -hmm. and loving what they're doing. And if you can't tell just by listening to Brand's voice, this is passion and what he's doing and not just his passion that he cares about people, that he's not doing this necessarily to make a profit, but that he cares about what's securing you financially. You know, that that's the big primary goal and those are the people you want to support those yeah. are the people you want to uplift and so i definitely want to make time to to shout you out to sh- uh, show what yeah. you're doing um because it's important yeah. it's respect. extremely it's extremely important so if you guys get a chance um go check out uh, um diverselegacy.com and uh and subscribe to the inheritance podcast like say dropping yeah. jewels and the things that we need especially in our community yeah you can catch um, us on apple itunes and uh Google Music. There you go, man. And so we're there. Just type in inheritance. We'll we'll be right there. There you go, man. So just get <laughs> knowledge just on, on all fronts, man. So I'm, I'm like I said, I'm I'm so excited to be here. It's it's bittersweet because it's gonna it's the last one that we hear, but it, it's just good to see the journey yeah. um where God has uh um brought us to, and that's that's why the, the title of this concept is why must there be an end? <laughs> you know, like because I, I could have kept going, but I was like I've got to cap it. Yeah. You know, I did a uh, twenty ab, uh, com- abstract and then twenty. Com- concrete and i was like 40 is enough but i I kept coming up with more but i was like i'm gonna have to cut it short um and i ended the last chapter on why must there be an end and again like some of the questions you're like brandon where are you going but once you get to the end you see exactly the punch and and what's going on and i start off i start off by saying this i say it is said that all good things must come to an end however (laughs) is there some truth to this Uh, are there some things that can last forever so my first question for you and i i I answer it first I say, can you think of something uh, that you've enjoyed that had to come to an end? And even though this hasn't happened for me, and I'll answer first, like I said, yeah. um, I'm a father of a, a almost two-year-old. She'll be two in um, uh, August. And just the joy that you just have, just having a little toddler around, mm-hmm. um, and just, just that dynamic where she's in complete need of me, need yeah. me to feed her, need me to change her, yeah. need me to do every single thing for her. And as a father, I just enjoy that, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I realize there's gonna come a point in time where our relationship is gonna change, where she's gonna become less and less dependent upon me, and that I've gotta train her to what? not stay here but to go out into right, the world to right, to be a productive right. member of society and god willing to be a wife so right. i've and even as a as our father training her hey this is the right guy you look out for right. you know and as hard as that's gonna be for me and and as long as i want to delay that <laughs> it's gonna come a point where that relationship where she's completely dependent on me 
is gonna end yeah. and i've got to be coming to, willing to come to grips um with that right. and so when i was like going through and just uh, writing my notes i was like man that, that that's something that that's it's eventually going to come to an end yeah. can you think of something that mm-hmm. uh in your life that you either enjoyed or whatever it, it yeah. is that yeah. it's just going to come yeah. to an end yeah I know, we got to face that reality I, one i know my life gonna come to an end <laughs> uh i know that's gonna come to an end mm. But when you, to be transparent too, you know, I'm getting, um, because I've been in business, I've been able to kind of build my time more with my family, right? So it's like, you know, I got a 10 year old son, Uh when he comes and he visits, you know, because he, 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 you know, I had him out of wedlock, Uh so, uh, uh, he comes and he visits, man, I don't want that to end, you know, and it's like, Brent, you should have did it in marriage. You would have never had to have this problem. Mm. But it's like, you know, you know, it, man, he's he's just growing mm. so much, man. And uh, we're able to have these these conversations, right? Uh, for example, he was kind of struggling in school with mm-hmm. his testing, you know? And I said, well, what's, what's, what's the problem? He said, you know, sometimes I just, you know, I read it, but I don't know if I understand it. So now I'm able to, well, son, you know, while you're here this week, let's let's dig into a book, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to show you how I read, and I'm going to show you some of my techniques, yeah. and I want you to take it back, and I want you to apply it, and then we'll see where we go. Mm-hmm. So we're reading, man, and he's reading it's so it's this is so crazy man I'm, I'm looking at my son read a book and it's got some words in it and i say hey if you can't pronounce it uh uh put your finger on it and sound it out etc stuff mm-hmm. like that and he gets it and he's and he's mm-hmm. getting it and then he's reading it and he, his his reading is progressing and then you know i can hear kind of tears in his eyes <laughs> coming down his eyes and his voice starting to cracking mm-hmm. but i as a father yeah i'm paying it no attention mm-hmm. i'm like keep on yeah keep on reading and do you know my son gets back and he takes his testing man mm-hmm. and he's get he got the highest grade man. he's ever gotten in his life and i'm like what did you do <laughs> he's like man I did what you told me to do, yeah. I, which was read. Mm. I said, son, if it's in a book, you never have to guess. Mm. It's just like God's word, right? And for him, it was just so special. It's like, I don't, I didn't want that time with him mm. to end. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I got hands on mm. with him right now. Like, man, I yeah. can't do this every day because he, he, he in Charlotte. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, I wish I could. Nah. My son, Justice. When I come home, he's like, Daddy's home. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see him looking through the blinds. <laughs> you know, he, he know the car sound when I pull up. I walk in, man, he grabbing on my leg. And then I know that little moment, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I don't want that to end. Like, yeah, give, me yeah, some yeah. Love, give me some more love. And he's no. like, I'm going to give you some love. And I'm back to my toys. No. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, with my wife, man, it's just I don't want to get out of bed with her. Mm. You know what I mean? I just don't, man. It's just it's just special things. It's just things I don't want to eat. Yeah. You know? Nah, and that's real. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you so much for sharing it. Because like I said, just as fathers, we can relate to that. Like just knowing um, that... I say this. I say, unfortunately, anything finite will inevitably end. You right. know, that's just the reality of the yeah. situation. Yeah. And I say, yeah, for something to end, it would imply that it has a beginning. 
Having a beginning and an end implies a lapse of time. Time um, is the definite uh, continued progress of existence and events uh, in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. Therefore, time identifies at least two things. Time identifies existence and an ordered um, sequence of events. I said time identifies existence because it uh, allows one to make observations. Mm -hmm. Throughout history, humans can point to a time when something existed. I say, for example, we know at a point in time, dinosaurs existed. And the whole point that I'm making, I'm making with time. So hopefully you don't get too lost because this one, a lot of them, I tried not to make it so philosophical and this, that and the third. Yeah. But the whole point of the book is what I'm trying to prove that God exists. Correct. correct. That, that's the whole point. So if you can keep that in perspective, hopefully you'll see where I'm navigating, where I'm going. And if you've been listening, you know where, I, where I'm about to make the beeline to the gospel. But I've got to do a little digging first. So once you first hear it, and it seems like real philosophical and this than a third but i'm talking about this idea this concept of existence mm-hmm. that we can only talk about existence in the paradigm of time yeah, you know because yeah. this is where we exist in time yeah. and so because of that we can look at certain points in history because i was talking about before like just even the um uh, foundation of america we know like the first president was what george washington because what we have a recorded history yeah, yeah. we've never seen him right right but, well we know that he existed because mm-hmm. what we've got a, a record of history so we understand existence through the paradigm of time yeah, right likewise and this is the other thing too because i wanted to make sure i covered like i'm sure i didn't cover everything but i saved this one for the end because i think this is one of the big things that people have where man how can i believe the bible when the scientific record seems to contradict it where it's like these dinosaurs where the dinosaurs? I think even you asked me where where is the dinosaurs in in in, in, in scripture? I'm like yo, and, this is the scripture. Doctor. Now now, now <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take it away from here. What are you? What is your um thoughts on on dinosaurs? Because that that's a huge hangup for so many people. Yeah. So like I said, like I asked you, like yeah, is yeah. it in scripture? Mm-hmm. You know, is it important? Like I mean, <laughs> I mean if it's in scripture, mm-hmm. then it must have some. It, it must be some importance to it. And I don't know how that plays no, out. I that's just real. don't. I just, you know, I know I need, I need to dig in. I know mm-hmm. I need to study. I, it may, I don't know. But then again, how much study of that part of Scripture yeah, yeah. is really that beneficial mm-hmm. to my walk in Christ? I think that's a good thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that would do for me. You get what nah, I'm saying? And I think that's a great point because I wanted people who come from diverse backgrounds yeah. to engage the text and say, hey, do I really care about this? Because like I said, for some people it is a hang up because it mm-hmm. seems like it's a conflict. And the reason why it wouldn't matter is because those who believe dinosaurs exist, which yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. say that I don't, yeah, it yeah. causes a conflict with this idea of beginning and end. Yeah. The beginning is saying that earth is millions and millions upon years old. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does scripture say about that? Mm-hmm. Scripture doesn't seem to advocate um, for billions and billions of years yeah. because the problem with that is an evolutionary or an atheistic worldview, and mm-hmm. we'll get to this later, but yeah. to answer your question, it would see evil as intrinsic mm-hmm. to human, right, right. Uh, to human nature, to the earth design that there's no what, no solution for this problem of evil and death because it's always occurred. Because mm-hmm. from a, a evolutionary worldview, the dinosaurs came first and then the humans. The humans. Scripture says God created the animals on the, uh, I believe it's the fourth day, and then uh, humans on, on the, I think it's six. I might be wrong. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But it's like, so even though animals came first, humans were right behind. Right. It right. wasn't this gap of millions and millions of years. And so that's why it would, it would be an issue for someone to not have a proper view and lens on how we see dinosaurs. Now, some may just 
write out dinosaurs completely. I'm not going to go that yeah, far, yeah, but yeah, I'm not yeah. also not going to say that there was millions of years because, again, it would cause the problem of how do we resolve this problem of death? Because yeah. death only entered the scene yeah. in Genesis 3. It didn't take millions of years. And I wouldn't, and I, you know, and I wouldn't totally dismiss it from the theological study of it yeah. either. Mm-hmm. Because, again, that's me. Mm-hmm. But there is someone yeah. that, like you say, Man, they are really hung up on this issue. Yeah, really hung up on so, it. So, you know, maybe my study in it mm-hmm. could help, help somebody. Them. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a stumbling block. Like Absolutely. And I don't want to be rude and be like, well, man, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. like we eternity and dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's right. Real. But like they're basing eternity off that. And I have to take their plight exactly as serious as my hostility to God mm. uh when I don't know him. And that's real. You dig what I'm saying? That's real. So, you know, we all have our our thing. Yeah. We just have our thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, someone may be able to explain that theology yeah. uh, uh, to to help. And then, or my thing would be the good and evil. Yeah. Like, I, that I wrestle with that. Yeah. 100%, even though I understand it, mm-hmm. I just wrestle yeah, with that's it. that's real. I, you know, and I told a brother last night, to explain the will of God, <laughs> like, come on, you yeah. can't. No, you really can't. Mm-mm. But you have to understand it. Yeah. And I think that uh, it's like C.S. Lewis said mm. in his book *Mere Christianity*. Who was an atheist mm. converted to Christianity and developed their relationship with Christ with major, major answers, uh, mm. questions that needed answering to. He just came to the conclusion, man. You know what? Some of this stuff, I'm just going to get answered when I see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's mm. when I see him. But I would never, if you listen, I would never just, de- you know, denounce the the study of it, yeah. you know, of, mm-hmm. of, of that time. And I'm glad you, you know, you even have it in this chapter. Yeah. Because like you say, it is it's really It's hang up for so many it people. really Because I think if I would have wrote it and not brought attention to it, someone would have said, Somebody hey, would have asked you. Why you didn't talk about the dinosaurs? And, and like you said, it's important. And I think what happens is we get so much of our understanding about dinosaurs from like Jurassic Park. And so we kind of <laughs> no, filter. <I> we kind <laughs> of filter. This is how things happen. Um, but I won't stick too long on that. But, but the reason. Yeah, 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 let me say this point. This is why what you're doing is, is so important. Mm-hmm. Because a guy like me, mm-hmm. who just grew up in church all his life, <laughs> never got this addressed. Mm. So if I don't understand apologetics, mm. then I don't even know this lane <laughs> exists or yeah. this world exists. Mm, that's good. Or how to handle that type of mentality when I engage it. Yeah. Based upon my church experience. Mm. And that's why apologetics mm. is so real. And need it yeah. within the church because mm. this is what's out there in the world. Mm. You need to be very well rounded mm. all the way around, and nah, you will encounter real. different. I mean, various <laughs> types of thinking. Yeah, and uh, that's the only reason I know about it, man. No, I- <laughs> no, that, and that's real. And it's like before me even engaging in you know becoming saved and looking because I, I'm always an advocate of. I feel like you should be critical of your worldview. Yeah. Even as a Christian, I want to have these answers, you know, yeah, not to say yeah. that I'm always going to get an answer, right, right. but I'm curious. I want to know. I don't want to be ignorant yeah. because the other view is going to come and attack my worldview. So That's I want right. to at least be able to 
say, hey, if I don't know, I don't know. Right, but right. if there is an answer, I do want to search it out and, and hopefully articulate that to something else. Now, I think the other side isn't as critical of their worldview. And oh, as we go through it, we'll it. see the, the holes in, in their logic. Right. Um, but again, I'm one who does take uh, for account that dinosaurs did exist. I hold to the view that they existed the same time humans did. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. see this huge gap between dinosaurs um, and, and humanity. But the reason that we believe in dinosaurs is because we have a fossil record. Mm. I said the fossils are the remains or impressions of a prehistoric organism preserved in petrified form as a mold or, um, uh, or cast in a rock. I say, however, fossils are somewhat of an uh, anomaly. And again, I apologize. I'm giving a lot of background and things like that. And hopefully you do find it somewhat uh, interesting because I definitely did. But I was like, when something dies, it just naturally recycles. Scavengers, fungi, and bacteria normally consume it. Like, just think about it. If someone dies, it just your body just decomposes. Mm -hmm. But I say fossilization um, can only happen under certain conditions. One of the conditions would be a flood. It would be either a flood or like a lava um, yeah. explosion where it would just get stopped and petrified. And so the flesh would decay, but the bones will remain. Right, right. You see it in a rock. Yeah. Um, I say one of these conditions is a flood and it would produce, uh, it would bury and protect the creature so that they could be uh, fossilized. And I say this, wait, the Bible accounts for such a flood. Mm -hmm. Regardless of one's belief of the biblical account of the flood, there is no denying the presence of fossils throughout the world. Mm -hmm. One must account for why animals simply decayed yeah. and why others were fossilized. Mm -hmm. You know, I say, in fact, and again, this is why it's so important because we... The, the um, people who hold to the fossil record will have you believe that we've got all these dinosaurs and fossils and things like that. But it's like most of the fossilizations that we says 95 percent of all fossils are of marine creatures mm -hmm. such as clams, coral and trilobites. Mm -hmm. uh, the other five percent include plants and less than one percent of the fossils are of land animals such as dinosaurs, mammals, birds, and humans. It's kind of crazy to think about out of all the fossils that we have, less than 1% are actually dinosaurs. It makes sense because we got more water than we got land. <laughs> okay. Now, I had this question for you. Like, have you, because like you said, growing up in church, you've, you've heard all of these stories, especially even if you're not one who goes to church yeah who hasn't heard about noah's flood yeah. you know who hasn't now just for you and i'm i don't know if it's changed growing up mm -hmm. i would assume it has yeah. but how have you viewed the um flood account have you because I'm, I'm gonna be honest sometimes i just kind of view it as a story and i was like oh that's cool and just move past and not yeah. as an actual historical event right right so 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 again this points back to why Christian education, mm. the role of Christian education beyond Sunday matters of the pulpit mm. mean the world to your church. Mm. So for, for me growing up, and I have that perspective now, I, I didn't have it growing mm. up. Mm. All right? And it's not to say that we didn't get taught well. We, yeah, yeah. You know, we did. and But could it have been gone further? Oh, most def definitely. Uh, you, know, you know, so... Growing up, hearing this story or being having it, it was preached, mm. not taught. Mm. So you know, as you develop your relationship in Christ, you start learning. Okay, I can't just rely on preaching. Preaching is the seed mm. that's supposed to spark my study. Oh, I like right. That. That's that's what preaching is. Mm. <laughs> so, and it's God speaking to me. Mm. Right or confirming some things 
through my meditation during the week mm. on his word, yeah. et cetera, uh, right? So it, that's what preaching is. You then have to go further and get into what they would say, study to show thyself approved, mm. right? So it's like now I'm studying it. Through your studying, you find out, man, the Bible is historical. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? I never put that two, two and together until later either. I could. It's never. It wasn't taught to me. Mm. Today, kids growing up in church, to, children growing up today in church, have it so much better mm. than me when I was growing up. Because everything was either it was it was it was armor bearers or preaching, mm. good sun, good singing, right? <laughs> uh, we 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 were in the communities, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. From a teaching perspective. Christian education perspective, they have it so much better today mm. because pastors take it a little bit more serious to, to further yeah. the truth of, the, of God's word. So you find out, man, uh, you know, if your pastor's been theologically trained, he's going to tell you, man, God's Bible is historical. Yeah. And so, yeah, I see this as a historical account. Doc. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I think that every it's not just in the Bible just to be in the Bible. Yeah. I think that God literally with his power man and his mind is like yo I'm gonna uh, make what I put in his word something that can be seen through the lens of science mm. <laughs> to further validate the truth of my word mm. you dig what I'm saying mm. and, I, and I hope you know people are you know kind of catching that yeah, yeah. you know he's just working twofold here because mm-hmm. I know you're going to be down there trying to figure <laughs> out if this was real or not yeah, yeah, yeah. if what I created was real <laughs> you're going to be digging for centuries you know for decades yeah. and, and and I'm going to show you it's real and yeah. that's why I believe the fact still stands mm-hmm. that this is not just the number one soul book in America in the world excuse me but it's the most uh, historical, yeah. factual mm-hmm. book in the world. Now, and I think it's, it's it's a great point because I think most of us who possibly have because I think for me, I got saved later in life. But your view of scripture is just like it's just because number one, I didn't even really give a second thought of like, well, who wrote this? You know, I never <laughs> right. even like gave yeah. it a thought like, oh, Moses wrote this. Right. That didn't right. even connect for me. Right. I just thought it was just stories. And you may have heard it. Mm-hmm. Through the pulpit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But were you really, really paying attention? <laughs> he gonna, the preacher's going to give you yeah. what, when, why, where. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He's going to give you them five W's. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's to take all and be all. You got to go further study yeah. that. I think that was good. Like you said, preaching should be the spark. And I think a lot of my studying has come from preaching for, yeah. hey, I want to go back and examine for yeah, myself. And yeah, I think yeah. that, that's a really good point. And hopefully those who are, are listening to us go back and study yeah. um, and, and, and view these things. Because, like I said, I didn't take the scripture to be historical. Mm. I just thought it was like, okay, these are really cool truths, mm. little principles, little proverbs. Mm. I'm not thinking, oh, God has given an account of history mm. on how he has worked Come in on, history. Man. I never made that that's connection. Powerful. And it's powerful. like, if I take this to truth, Okay, I can give an explanation on why they're fossils. Because, again, how do fossilization happen? It's got to happen as something cataclysmic must have, ha- have right. happened. And it's like, 
oh, the scripture talks about yeah. a flood account. Yeah. And then you even go to like the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and you just see the layers on things mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. how could this have happened? And it's right, like, right. No, something traumatic, when something cataclysmic these, you see must have scenes. happened to this earth. And we <laughs> even get further into it and just talking about just just the um, geography of the earth and how, how it's yeah. shifted and changed. And it's like, Scripture gives an account for yeah. these things, and it's just it's just it's just crazy to that, think but, about. But see, that's the point. What I, I said in the beginning, it's, it brings life. to it Brings you. life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, the text literally comes alive. Yeah, you know that's not yeah. just like oh, really cool yeah. stories. Right. No, God is talking about how He's yeah. worked throughout history. That's crazy. It, that's how it's worked out history. Crazy. Um, I say many point to the fossil record as like the holy grail of the evolutionary theory. Undoubtedly, uh, the fossil record details an extraordinary, extraordinary historical facts. However, the fossil record um, tells an incomplete story. Mm-hmm. Given the entire span of Earth's supposed existence, mm-hmm. uh, man has only found. And again, I'll just bring it out there. I wrote this book in 2015. The numbers may have changed. So I'll just throw that out there. But at mm-hmm. the time of my study, they only found 2,100 good skeletons of any dinosaur. I say not only this, there is no complete fossils of any dinosaurs. I say now this is not a huge deal, but it does raise some questions. Right. How can one be so dogmatic with such little evidence? Mm-hmm. An entire geological timeline is created based on such scarce proof. And I say openly, one openly admits that most of what we uh, think and know about dinosaurs is a result of what educated guesses based on comparing comparing the dinosaur skeletons with modern animals. Yeah. And it's like they won't tell you that, though. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. it's just kind of fabrication. It's like not to say that these animals didn't exist, but we create a whole narrative on how they came into being. Where it's like you don't know that. But see, that's the problem with and let me be prophetic here for a second. Let's what evolutionists are mm-hmm. is the display of what we see Kanye West doing. Mm, okay, right? We have Kanye West who is making statements mm-hmm. because he has no information. <laughs> like I'm not even making this up. No information. Mm-hmm. He just started watching CNN. Yeah, like literally. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So he has no information of historical context Mm. and when that happens you just blurt out whatever you want to blurt out right and that gets us in trouble yeah the same with the evolutionists if you can't look back (laughs) and see a trace Mm -hmm. of what you have been thinking then it's not right yeah (laughs) and you can't make it gospel Mm. (laughs) that's what they do and that's exactly what they do Mm mm-hmm Right, so that gets us in trouble. Uh, uh, let me, let me. So I put, I put a point down go ahead, to go further ahead. explain. Go ahead. Like, let's take uh, in my line of work, mm-hmm. we deal primarily with insurances, and the, and the three things an insurance carrier looks at is your your age, mm-hmm. your gender, and your lifestyle, in order for you to qualify to be to transfer your risk of morbidity or mortality to them Mm -hmm. and we'll underwrite you on that what we have to do is not take what you tell me (laughs) as face value so if you tell us hey I'm perfect my Mm -hmm. body good physical exams good I'm straight no medications etc we good if I take that as face value then everybody qualifies Mm -hmm. everybody qualifies (laughs) Right? Exactly. You could be 
five six, three hundred pounds, and <laughs> and qualify, right? Uh-huh. But they don't, uh-huh. and that's why we have the 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 principle of underwriting because now underwriting will go back and dig into your medical history. Yep, and they have made a push for Congress to say we want to go even DNA testing. Mm. Congress like, no, it's not gonna happen. Okay, because the insurance carriers wanted to go that far. Yeah, to see what you're susceptible to. see what, what you're I mean, they wanted to go back and look at DNA, mm-hmm. right? To cover risk. Yeah. Congress is like, no, they blocked that. But they go back and look at the written history. Mm-hmm. And the written history tells you mm. if you are lying or telling the truth. <laughs> And so we see, hey, you got a lot of doctor appointments. You're on mm. this medication. Tell us. And they won't just say you lied. They'll say, well, tell us about this. Mm. Right? Tell us about this problem. Tell us about that. And then you start thinking, oh, my God. I forgot all about that. That's what the clients will tell you now. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot I went to the hospital at the first beginning of the year. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The same with the evolutionists have to mm. incorporate in their thinking. It's power when you can take a certain thought and have an examine with others and with his history as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think you make a good point. And I'll get to that. I say um in addition to the fossil record uh is used to prove that the earth is millions of years old. I say actually most believe the earth is four point five billion years old. Like again, like you were saying, how do you come to this conclusion? I say from the fossils and rock layers, one determines the age of uh, the earth. And I won't go into all because I start talking about, you know, the law of superposition. I won't get into all of that and everything like that. But the whole point is that I think there's something called like carbon dating or something to that effect Mm -hmm. where they take a piece of whatever the case is. They test it and they say, oh, it's millions and millions of years old. But the the thing that they fail to realize is how do we know that the earth's uh, everything was the same back then as it is now? Mm -hmm. They're taking that everything has been a constant. But as we just said, there was a global flood that would have disrupted all of that. That could have said, hey, things that were happening in the past may not happen the same rate that they're happening now. So you doing all this testing, you could be wrong. Um, But again, I say, however, most people believe the idea of a global flood to be nonsense. Again, we just read that story and we just kind of write it off like, yeah, right. That really didn't Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. But we take it. No, that that actually did happen. And we kind of see evidence of it. The fossil record proves something cataclysmic happened. I say, ironically, people exclusively use science to determine the age of the earth science is helpful in determining historical accuracy but it is never an exclusive way in which history is determined Correct. again going back if i'm asking you about your history your childhood you don't start pulling up the scientific observations and this that and the third you say this happened in my life mm-hmm. or you can go to somebody else who can tell you hey this is what happened yeah, witness i witness account or yeah. written record is the primary way you determine history right right that goes completely out the window when it comes to dating the age of the earth right right like, and we don't right. question that right right You're using science to determine history yeah we don't do that anywhere else correct, correct. to determine history right. um but i continue it, it, it blows your mind, <laughs> it blows your mind. <laughs> i say people believe uh prehistoric life roamed uh the earth for millions of years before man entered the scene once man entered the scene millions of years passed and only in the last 300 years man has come to the conclusion of an old earth essentially this is an extremely old um excuse me extremely this idea of an extremely old earth is a recent phenomenon evolution is taught as as if 
all of human history subscribe to it mm-hmm. when in reality evolution is a fairly new worldview over um, time man has made several discoveries such as fossils mm-hmm. um, uh, but these discoveries should not cause one to dis- uh, discard a recorded history prior to the 1700s and what I'm getting at is Charles Darwin mm-hmm. if you know anything about mm-hmm. evolution mm-hmm. in the 1700s Charles Darwin came up with this idea of evolution and then made it again gospel right that this is the right. origin of right. life and this is how things came to be right and it's like why do we discount eyewitness account written record because and even i asked the question um and we can just talk about it i said because i find it ironic i was saying like the way i try to argue is i like try to concede the person's point okay let's say for instance i believe evolution is true mm-hmm. if evolution is true why haven't we seen any record of it prior to Charles Darwin? Right. There's no record of it. Or why hasn't it evolved from when it started? <laughs> you know, there, there's no there's no record. There's nothing that hence because it's like if this was to happen, nobody said, yo, we started evolving from an A-plane creature. Nobody records right. this. Right. right there's right, no right. record of it. Right. But it's like when you go all the way through antiquity, people have always subscribed to a creator. Correct. Now it wouldn't have been the right creator, but right, right. we've subscribed to some sort of deity. It was it was beyond. It was them. beyond them. Right. It was beyond them, and we look at them and like, oh, they were archaic, and it's like, no, bro. If this is true, why wouldn't we see some evidence prior to Charles? We would see something yeah. over time, something yeah. written down, some kind of eyewitness account of this happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's none of that. Yeah. But you see the exact opposite. Yeah. People yeah. believe in yeah. in a creator and some sort of deity. And it's because I I think that. Uh, I, I guess the problem is just this. Mm. Uh, we want to be first. Mm. We just want to be first. We do. We want to be first and we want to be special. Mm. And that comes at any cost. I'll rewrite history mm. to be first. Right? If, if, if I, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, argument that you know, I think we'll get into it maybe a little later, but you know, why why is it so uh, important to uh, uh, tr- uh, trust the Bible? Mm. You know, it's like you gonna trust man? You, gonna, <laughs> man, you think man gonna write something like this? You dig what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we just want to be first, man. It's mm. like I get it. Yeah, I get it. You want to do something so special. You want to go out there in the world and make a mark, mm. right? But that mark cannot come at the expense mm. of rewriting history or at the expense of not taking an account mm. or doing a full analysis of what has been before you. Yeah. You cannot just start now. <laughs> I can't do that, yeah. you know? So I think that's. That's a big problem. Now, I think that's cool because even like I think this idea of being first man being supreme yeah. where man's foundation for worldview is just himself. Correct. That's that's the beginning of, of, of what civilization just him yeah. that everything revolves a, a, a around uh, man. And it's like you can tell the difference between which is real and which is fraudulent because it's a man centered theology or worldview as opposed to a biblical worldview. Is a God-centered yeah. worldview that He is at the center, right, right. not man. Yeah. Um, and and like I said, that's what happens because what we're looking to, and again, we'll get into it um, later down the line, where it's like we're looking to nature, that which is created, to give us an explanation to how 
our origin began mm-hmm. um and it, it it's just it's just really crazy when you think about it mm-hmm. um but i say most uh uh how because of the fossil record oral and recorded history is thrown out the window surely those in the past would be uh, could be wrong but it seems arrogant not to consider the possibility of a, a of a younger earth i said this is especially true uh when history seems consistent with the scientific evidence the bible is not the only piece of literature that speaks of a global flood it is said that there are over 270 stories from different cultures that detail a global flood i say the epic of gilgamesh is one of the most uh, notable flood stories outside of scripture um there's another one where i talk about the epic of arda i don't know how to pronounce that at their hassies it's an ancient near east story the family of uh fuhi that's a chinese story um and the story of manu is an indian story and so all these accounts written historically so it's not like I could have DM'd you, hey, Noah's story. Right, right, right. It's like they didn't have that mode of right. communication. So how do we see these accounts popping up all over in these different countries? Saying the same thing. Saying the same thing. Now, don't get me wrong. They've mythologized some of them. But right. it's like, should we not give any credence to maybe possibly something did happen? Right, right, right. You know, maybe they don't got it right. But it's yeah. too crazy that all these different uh, uh, countries and continents are talking about something similar mm-hmm. and for us to just completely disregard it because mm-hmm. again it's a written history mm-hmm. you know it happened now scripture gives us the exact story mm-hmm. but it's like it's kind of crazy to see that it's written now were you familiar with because i didn't even know that there were other flood accounts outside of scripture i mean when when you when we just read it I was like <laughs> even when i listened to the audio i was like oh i didn't know yeah, that. i didn't know it's that so either. much i don't know yeah it's, it's uh there's so much information mm-hmm. You're like, I mean, upon information, upon information, upon information. It's like, mm-hmm. I would tell him, I ask my wife, how can a person be bored? <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. Uh, bored about God, bored about whatever. But, I mean, you know, just to know that these other accounts, just mm-hmm. on this flood account alone. Yeah. Is out there. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't, no, I I didn't know, know either. And like I said, I want to make sure it's measured because some yeah. of them are kind of extreme to hope. But there's correct, like a, correct. Car- a, a, a common theme that there was a global flood yeah. and that it was a result of divine wrath. Right, so right. those are the common features. Now, they have other features that are added. I think even a boat. Yeah, so yeah. those are like the three common things. And mm. they kind of add extra stuff around it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the whole point is that. Let's let's give There's this a, a second. There's a DNA piece to it. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let's just not just automatically write it off because it's too crazy. Because like I said, we have to give account. They weren't living in the digital age. Mm-hmm. How can all these people, not the same culture, come to these same conclusions? Mm-hmm. But we read scripture that what Moses is in the family. What mm-hmm. they repopulated the earth. That's so right. that oral tradition would have been passed down, and it might have mm-hmm. like this the the game of telephone. Mm-hmm. It might have get screwed up elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But right. there's that common theme of, hey, there was a flood, there yeah. was a result of divine wrath, and there was a boat involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not just automatically write that yeah. off. Don't dismiss um, that. Let's, don't, don't dismiss that That's because good. history is what? Our witness account or right. written record. Right. But science, due to the fossil record, we just scrap all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you probably shouldn't really do that. <laughs> um, I say, if the global flood happened, there would be evidence of it. I say the fossil record serves as evidence, but there's something catastrophic. Um, there's something else catastrophic that happened. In addition, there's something called Pangea. Again, something I I think I, I went to a museum before and I had seen it. And Pangea was the supercontinent that um, incorporated all uh, landmass on the Earth. And essentially, if you've ever looked at a globe, 
have you ever noticed how it almost fits together like a puzzle? Like yeah. Africa, yeah. or excuse me, South Africa and Africa look like they yeah. fit together. Yeah. And at one point they did. This is just science. Yeah. This ain't even coming from scripture per se, but scripture kind of like validates that yeah, yeah, yeah. at one when God created the earth, it was one landmass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when the flood happened, what it split apart. Yeah. But I think that's God. I think, you know, when you're talking, I think that's so um it's God give us God gives us his word mm-hmm. to expose who he is. Mm-hmm. Or to bring us in relationship to him and then gives us practicality of how we should live within him. Mm-hmm. But then also through through us being his creation, he gives us the bandwidth yeah. to do exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So now when we see these types of maps and when we see these these types of foundings, mm-hmm. is God <laughs> still going yeah. beyond his word to, mm-hmm. to to expose who he is yeah and 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 i and i was just thinking that you know as you as you were talking i was like that's critical because you would never pick that up really no you you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. and it's like the thing that i love about scripture is that it corresponds with reality yeah. so it's like you still as a someone who doesn't come from a biblical worldview you still have to come to an explanation hey this actually existed pangea where everything was one huge continent but then how did it break off? Right, like right. what explanation do we have? And like there's explanations that they give, but it's like scripture gives one. There's right, a global right. flood. That would have been catastrophic yeah, yeah. to the geography of the world. Mm-hmm. And we, we see we see what happened. Yeah. Corresponds with, with, with reality. I say it's common to hear people criticize the Bible because it is written by men, yet readily accept the findings of some supposed million-year-old skeletal remain. The Bible is the recording of eyewitness accounts of past events. While scientific findings presume on past events, the Bible identifies that someone has been present throughout history to watch it unfold. Science openly admits that there was no sentient presence for billions of years until man evolved. I say science implies that someone is present to perceive whatever it is that exists. Mm-hmm. I say, for example, before the discovery of fossils, did they not exist? Mm-hmm. I said, someone who denies God must answer no. They must answer no because there was no one to perceive it. Mm-hmm. You know, our, um, or observe fossils before they were discovered. Now, common sense tells us that the fossils existed before the human, uh, before man discovered it. However, mm-hmm. who was there to perceive and observe the fossils to say that they existed. I say man's perception of existence is dependent on yeah. time. Yeah. It took time for man to realize the fossils existed. It took time for man to realize that earth was one huge supercontinent. And it took time to realize uh, for man to realize that other planets exist. Just yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah. We At one point, we didn't know there was Mars and Jupiter and all this. Did that not exist right. prior to man discovering it? Right, right, right. Clearly it did. Right. But existence only happens because someone can perceive it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. again, you said man mm-hmm. wants to be the center. Right, right. Right, right. Just because we didn't perceive it don't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> right. It's like because it didn't because I ain't posted it on social media. It right, didn't right, happen. Right, that, right. It don't mean that someone did perceive it. Or even like you this thing. The ball game. <laughs> yeah, I, <did. laughs> I think I, I, I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but it's like God could create like the most beautiful flower. And how will we know it's beautiful? Because he perceives it. Right. It don't matter if we see it. Right. Right. He right. perceives it. Right. Right. And that's the point that we're trying to make is that. We account for millions and millions of years, but who's there to perceive it? Because humans are the only sentient beings that can what? Perceive history. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to this later, but animals don't do that. Right, but my right. question to you is right. like, why do you think, and, and we've kind of possibly already talked about it, but I think, why do we find it easier to like accept these fossil records as opposed to scripture? Because you, so mm. you can see it. Because you can see it. That's just it. 
That's just that simple. <laughs> That's the operative word. Mm-hmm. Observation. Yeah. I can see it. And I trust the people in the white coats <laughs> that I believe have done the work mm-hmm. to present this to me. I can see it. Now, what would be the problem with just saying, having that, cause, uh, that empirical worldview that yeah. I only believe what I can see? Mm-hmm. And like I said, we kind of, again, we kind of answered it, but like, why is that an issue not just to believe what you can see? Yeah, because there's history ah. <laughs> to it. So if mm-hmm. I take it as face, face value, mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. Yeah. But if I take it with a grain of salt and say, let me study it mm-hmm. a little more, right? Preaching, sparking yeah. something for you to go study, mm-hmm. then I'll get back to you. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is intriguing. But let me go do a little bit more studying mm-hmm. because there's historical context mm. that needs to be addressed within your foundings. Mm. Always. Mm. But we don't do that. Yeah. It's better to just see what's before us because it looks good and yeah. I'll take it. Eve, did God not say? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Eat of it. Mm-hmm. It's right here. Yeah. It's no different than any other fruit here in the garden. Mm-hmm. Eat of it. Yeah. You can see it. <laughs> you can see me. Yeah. Right? And it happens. Mm-hmm. All of us are like that. Yeah. And if we're not grounded enough to, 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 I think our biggest, our, for Christians, our biggest mistake is we don't, we're not grounded enough to go back and compare it to God's word, mm. right? I see a, a preacher all the time on his Instagram. He's reading a book, and he'll post a book, but guess what's right behind his book? Mm-hmm. The Bible, right? And I know through his study, he's comparing it to different scriptures. I, you can just see that. Yeah. We don't do that. For the non-believer, they don't have enough uh, they don't have enough rootness in them mm-hmm. to be able to distinguish because they don't have the mind of God in regard to who he is and what he's done so far. Yeah. And so they're more susceptible to just take it. Mm. And so that's their problem yeah. for the non-believer. We all sit somewhere in the same boat, but you have to have that spirit of God working in you to, 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 to bring it back to the historical context. And if you don't, you're not a believer, you still got to have some type of common sense to say, man, come on. Okay, yeah. I got you. It's intriguing. But let me compare it to something else. Yeah, you said something real good. And like that's hopefully those listening can see the, the point that we're building up yeah. to because science is what? Observable. Correct. You know, and so because you can potentially observe certain things, it's easier to accept it. But you know what wasn't observable? Mm-hmm. The foundation of the world. Correct. No right, man right, observed right, that. Right, right. So any any position that someone speculates is just their own hypothesis. Correct. But we've got a document that says someone was there right. at the formation of the universe. Right, Who right. was that person? It was God and what he has given us a, a record of, of what he has um, done. And it's like even just all of history, we haven't perceived it. You, you were talking about um, Kanye. Have we ever seen slavery? We haven't seen it, but well, we've got a written record. So just because we didn't see it happen doesn't mean it didn't exist. The Holocaust. Just because we, me and you didn't see it, that don't mean it didn't happen. And the but written record We've got shows. a written record that shows, hey, 
a written record in an eyewitness account that show, hey, yeah. this is what happened. So we don't necessarily have to see something yeah. to know that it existed. And the written record shows us this is not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, I say men think it's foolish to believe in God, but it's actually foolish not to believe in a God who dwells outside of time. I say if there is no God. Um, nothing existed prior to man's evolution. Nothing existed because no man was there to perceive it. I said man accounts for billions of years of existence with no one to perceive any of it. Mm -hmm. I said one uh, can say animals who were there uh, millions of years ago perceived existence. But mm -hmm. I say however to perceive existence means to be self-aware. Right. To be self-aware is to what? Uh, just demonstrate a superior intellect mm -hmm. throughout the millions of years of earth's existence mm -hmm. humans are the only ones to display such an intelligence mm -hmm. proof of this is that humans are the only ones to record history mm -hmm. humans record history because they want to make their existence known it is said that 15,000 new species are found each year mm -hmm. these new species don't seek to make themselves known what is it's what rather men catalog them and and so there'll always be a record of their existence well that's our job <laughs> that's our. That's why God created us the way He created us. Mm. Because uh, again, you know, the relationship from uh, from God to man and man to earth was to manage mm. everything within earth. That's our relationship. It was to name what we mm. saw. It was to work and cultivate the ecosystem and everything that God had already created. And I just need you to have responsibility of that. Mm. So when we see new creatures and new things that's maybe never been seen before, it's our job through God's benefit feature in us yeah. to name that and to go seek that and mm -hmm. to, hey, look at this new creature. It is such and such and such and such. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? That's the beauty of God. Mm. Yeah. In us. And their job as a different species is not to be able to record. <laughs> and it's like it's a fundamental there. difference between humans and animals. And again, like you said, because I say this, I say men are uniquely gifted with the ability to perceive their existence and the existence of other things. Right, right. I say there is nothing else on earth that possesses this ability. Animals do not care about um, their existence. Um, it is only humans that are concerned with these things. Only humans are what concerned with the age of the earth the origins of life or why they even exist in the first place. That's what it means to be self-aware. Right, right, right. Animals right. aren't. Like, we don't see animals having discussion how did that come into existence. It's only humans mm -hmm. that we want to know, hey, why are we here? Correct. We're correct, the only correct. ones who do that. And I say humans desperately want to know why they were born into existence. However, humans are bound by time, therefore cannot possibly answer that question. The question can only be answered by whatever brought humans into existence. You have to to seek the creator. <laughs> Whatever brought humans into existence must dwell outside of time. It must dwell outside of time because it likely brought the universe into existence mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And age is assessed to the universe. Therefore, what? Something must have existed before. I don't know if you've ever had the conversation with your son yet where it's just like, okay, so where did this come from? Right. And because even like uh, when you come from like a scientific worldview and they talk about the Big Bang, mm -hmm. the question is, then where did that come from? Correct. Then where did that come from? Right. And it's always something that had to come. Whatever your answer is, the answer must be it was eternal. Mm -hmm. That because then the other question is, who's created God? No one created right, right. God. He's eternal. He's eternal. He's eternal. Yeah. He's eternal. Um, so it's like it, it points back to what? 
that science can't answer this question. I say science is utterly incapable of identifying what existed before the universe. Science is only capable of identifying things bound by time and space. Mm -hmm. Whatever existed before the universe is not bound by these limitations. So I can't use science to try to prove that an eternal God exists. I can't. Science is bound by time and space. I say, in addition, whatever existed was self-aware because it sought to make itself known. And I thought that was just a really key point that Mm -hmm. Again, we say, where is God? But he ain't hiding. God ain't hiding. The fact that he brought the universe into existence is proof that he wants to be known. Yeah, It's proof that he wants to be known. I say the formation of the universe proves something existed before its foundation. For it is impossible for nothing to produce something. Therefore, we we cannot look to science to answer why we were brought into existence. Because science is bound by time and space. Time and space have a beginning which implies they are constructs that were created by something infinite and eternal. That which Mm -hmm. is infinite and eternal brought everything into um, existence. God wants people to know um, that he exists. He wants um, to know. He wants us to know the origin of life and why he brought them into existence. This cannot be said of evolution. This worldview, uh, millions of years have passed, and the theory, and this evolutionary theory was um, developed. It says, ironically, those who adhere to evolution have never seen it happen. <laughs> no one ever seen an ape-like creature evolve into a man. This is not. This is simply assumed from an incomplete um, fossil record. And, and, and I wanted to get to this because the whole point that we're making is that in order for you to have some idea of history, you've got to have a written record or an eyewitness testimony. With, Nobody was there at the formation of the universe. Without that, you're messing yourself Exactly. Up. So we have to go to the person who was there. No man was there, but God was there. It, it, it's, it's, you know, you got to use it with logical sense, man. You know, hey, if I want to get a sense of my future wife, who am I going to talk to? Parents. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? They were there from the beginning. They know. They know. So, you know, we have to take that same approach. Mm. Uh, I was talking to a guy the other day uh, uh, who's in business mm-hmm. and having some problems in business. I said, well, man, you're a Christian. You have to have use the ministry model mm. for your business. I said, man, who do you, who's your mentor in your business? You know, in your specific industry. I, said, I don't got one, man. Mm. I said, well, man, as a believer, we already know. Well, if God didn't create alone, mm. why are you? <laughs> you don't need to read a book to understand that. Mm. Read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and have ministry as the model. Mm. And it changes world. No. We have to do the same. We have to do the same. Yeah. And, and, and again, hopefully we articulate in ourselves that you cannot use science to try to determine the origin of man. Because science is bound by time and space. Whatever brought us into existence is not bound by that. Because, right. again, you can just keep asking, where, where did that come from? Where did that yeah. come from? Whatever it is, it's got to be eternal. Scripture right. says that was God. Come on, dog. That was God. Because I said, uh, uh, science will have you believe Earth is 4.5 billion years old. So the uh, the universe, I should say, is 4.5 billion years old. The obvious question is what was before the creation Correct. Correct. And then you have to keep going back and keep going yeah. back. What was before that? What was before that? Yeah. Scripture says, "In the beginning, God created." It's almost like you go back. You you know you read that Francis Chan book, mm-hmm. uh, Crazy Love. Yeah, I think I've got it up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you know you can read the book, and he's got these videos. Mm-hmm. So you can check the the, uh, the video out. Yeah. And he goes, you know, hey, here's the world. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Then he's then he zooms out even more, and you see the world sitting in this you know yeah. galaxy. And then you zoom, zoom out even more, and you see the 
Milky Way. Yeah. You zoom out even more. Millions and like, millions of things. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Only God can do something like <laughs> It's crazy. But when you just focus on Earth. <laughs> you missed that picture. You missed that. You missed the whole entire picture. So so what if your research went that far out yeah. and came into Earth? Mm. Then you would know you're starting with God. Yeah. Rather than yourself. Mm, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, and I know I've already asked this question before because we've got a record of history. God sought to reveal himself. And how did he do it? He did it through scripture. Yeah. And so we'll just reiterate the point. Why is it important not to just view the Bible as just these stories? Because yeah. we know the story of Moses. We know the story yeah. of David. Right. But it's like if we just view them as story, what's the problem? Or why is it so important that we're harping on? These ain't just stories. These are actual people who lived. Why is it so yeah. important to harp on that? Because, you know, a couple reasons. One, uh, the, 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 the Bible is God exposing himself mm. to us. Yeah. And it's not just through his text. Mm. It's through the events that have happened also throughout the world. He wants to show us mm. that he is real, he's alive, and he is seeking for us. Mm -hmm. And and in so you have you know one of one of the, a, a good scripture man is is, is Luke uh, uh, Luke nineteen ten he he's here to seek and save the lost. Mm. You have to have the lost in mind mm. when you're dealing with God's text, and He did by making this thing this Bible historical. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not just gonna come to the religious mind. Hey, man, I'm here also yeah. for the Gentile, mm. right? And the person that's just lost and their level of, everybody's level of lostness is different. Yeah. It's what we're saying. Mm. And some level of lostness is sanctioned in science. Mm. Some other's level of lostness is just sanctioned in religiosity. Yeah. Right. You just religious and I don't know what and <laughs> we need to. But all of us have yeah. to have a renewal of the mind. Mm. And that's why it's so important that we just don't read scripture just for our own sanctification and 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 life in God and practicality, you know, orthopraxy, all of that. Right. Is for somebody else mm. because God created his word. And his whole entire setup mm. with others who did not know him in mind. Mm. Period. Even to go as far as to say every event can be recorded historically. Mm. I would agree. Um, I said, and, and that's the reason. It's like the Bible is not simply a story, but a record of man's existence from the beginning to the end of time. If this is true, we would expect to see a record of things that are not bound by time. Because right. we're bound by time. I can't right. tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. Right, right, right. God ain't bound by those things. So I said, one would expect to read a Genesis account and everything that leads up to an end time. When I read my Bible, I got mm -hmm. a Genesis that tells me how I came into existence. Mm -hmm. And then it tells me how That's the world is going to end. Yeah. And that the end ain't happening. We in the middle. Yeah. But God already told us how it's going to end. He already told us. He ain't bound by time. This ain't just a book. Yeah. He's he's given us a record of history. Yeah. He ain't bound by the same limitations that we bound by. Yeah. Therefore, in his word, he can record things that ain't even happened yet. I'm going to tell you what a scholar told me a long time Go ago. It, it, it's, it's pretty tight now. but It may, it may mess with something. <laughs> uh, he, he said, man, the Bible uh, uh, is not just a book. Uh, he said it's, it's, it's not God. It's mm -hmm. a book about God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It's what you need to know mm. about God. Yeah. But trust and believe he bigger than even bigger than that book. Absolutely. Because <laughs> he's just giving us a snapshot. Come on, dog. It's just a snapshot. Come on, even scriptures say it's, I can't put everything. I can't put everything in, in there. Yeah. So it's just everything that we need in order to live. Yeah. You know, but it's just a snapshot of, of who he is. And I think that's a good point because so many people worship scripture. You know, you're not supposed to worship scripture. You're supposed no. to worship God. Correct. Scripture is just telling you about God. Correct. You know, and just that again, just when you view scripture through that historical lens, it's like it tells us how we've come and then it, uh, how we've come into existence and then it tells us how things are going to end right right i can't like i said i can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow i don't know what's going to happen in the next hour you right, know what i'm right. saying Life but god moments. god dwells outside of time and therefore yeah. we have a record of what him telling us hey this is what's going to happen in the right, end right, so right. y'all keep playing around right y'all keep looking at this science and not and i don't i don't want people they to mi you, yeah. misunderstand that i don't think there's a uh, that science and scripture are incompatible but i think people focus so much on that which is created as opposed to looking to the creator because it's like when you take god out of the equation i gotta look to earth right. to give me an explanation but right. it can't right. earth can't give you an explanation on your origin doesn't have enough history come on man <laughs> i go on and i and i say this um because I, I gave a verse where it just talks about what that that's most people argument the bible was written by men mm -hmm. and therefore it can be fallible mm -hmm. and it's like there's so many things wrong with that because if you're going to take that the approach then just denounce all of history correct because yeah. all of history was written by men just because yeah. it was written by men doesn't mean it's wrong right, right. you know because the men who wrote the bible were not giving credit to themselves they were giving credit to god okay. and there's a verse in, in scripture it's a uh, second peter um 20 it says first of all know this that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation mm -hmm. for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man but men spoke what from god mm -hmm. as they were carried along by the holy spirit and once again i try to be fair and balanced this viewing this not from someone who comes from a biblical worldview. So how do you respond to someone who who like thinks it's crazy for what God to talk to the authors? Because that's what we claim yeah. that the authors weren't writing on their own accord. They're writing from what God had spoke to them. So how do yeah. we respond? Because it's not just we say it's God's word. Yeah, because what I would do is take them through a. Uh, I would take them through a. Uh, an, an, an experience, mm. right? I would I would talk about an exercise. And I would whisper something in their ear, and I said, well, whisper it to the next person. Mm -hmm. Whisper it to the next person. Whisper that. Let the next person do it. It would be so <laughs> messed up by the time it got to the last person. Yeah. It would be so off base of what I first told you. Yeah. Why? Because humans are going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. God spoke to his men in this Bible to give a recorded accounts of what was happening and it would not get messed up. Mm. But here's what's crazy about that. It wasn't at the same time. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. It wasn't at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not even near uh, as theologically deep as you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't at the same time. It was time. over so thousands I, of it years. Was over <laughs> the years. How is this happening? Yeah. The same record being recorded. Time at the time at specific times, and these men are saying the same exact thing, and it's lined up to be true. That shows not only the power of God, but mm. why we should pay attention to Scripture. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's crazy. I say some may think God talking to a person is like uh, mysticism, but if God truly exists, what better way to make well, Himself known? Well, why would I mean? But another thing, why would people want to pray? Or why would you, you know? 
experienced some trialing, some 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 you know some some very trying times in life, and you never felt the need to look up mm-hmm. or felt the need to what's going on? Yeah. Try to talk to yourself or whatever the case. Everybody's trying to bring that, mm. you know, uh, trying to get an answer from somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to dig into myself or dig into some other whatever. You looking for an answer. Man, let me tell you something. You have to trust God's word. Yeah. Because his word is validated through his word only. Mm-hmm. It, it it reminds me of Psalms one thirty eight uh verse two. It talked about God's word, right? Mm-hmm. It said the only thing that he puts above his own name is his word. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful it is. Uh, and correct. Yeah. Relevant and always true and will never change. Uh, That's powerful when you start dealing with the characteristics of God on that. Yeah. About his word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like God creates man and immediately what makes himself known. We, like I said, we've got a record of history. When God created man, he spoke to him. Mm-hmm. I say, um, where I dropped off, I say, while evolution waits millions of years to make itself known, if evolution is true, why would it wait so long to reveal itself? Evolution takes so long to reveal itself because it's what a man-made theory. Correct. I say, men are not self-existent, therefore they're dependent on something else outside of themselves to explain their existence. The evolutionist depends on science, but science doesn't talk to us. Right. It doesn't care about us, right. nor does it provide for us. Right. Science can do none of these things but sci- uh, because science is impersonal. However, God does talk to us. Right. He cares about us, right. and he provides for us. This right. is seen in the Genesis account. Like I said, God creates man. He immediately talks to him. Yeah. He gives them their mandate. Yeah, yeah. Have dominion. We was talking about it. Naming the animals. We yeah. have dominion. That's what, that's why we record the history because yeah, yeah, yeah. God has given us this dominion that we ain't... I, and the thing that always blows me in mind, how offensive is it to tell somebody you evolved from an ape like creature? Yeah. Like, how do you accept yeah. that for like, okay, yeah. I ain't no monkey. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like. I don't even have them tendencies. Yeah. It's like just the blatant disrespect to say, no, you were created with worth and value. And the crazy thing about it is first chapter of the book is what gives you worth and right, value. Right. But if you don't come from that biblical worldview, yeah. you ain't nothing more than a highly evolved animal. Right, right. That's it. Lies have wings. Right? Mm. They can take off extremely fast. Yeah. Right? But the truth travels by feet. Mm. Right? By your feet. Mm. And once it arrives, it's there to stay. Mm. And that's what we see God's word as. You know what? God's going to use time to let the feet travel his truth. Mm. And it's been time after time after time. This has still been standing. Mm. Yeah, and it's like we we, we think it's so crazy for for God to talk to humans, but it's like then we look to this impersonal thing as science. Science don't care about you. Correct. Science don't do nothing. You're just replacing God with that. Yeah, and it's like I always always, um, just be thinking you deny God because we see all the stuff that goes on in the world, the sicknesses, the death, the diseases, all these tragic events. And we say, God, where were you? And we get upset at God, you know? And it's like, okay, if God is not there, you still have to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Why is there sickness? Correct. God is the only hope for any remedy. Correct. Once you take him out of the equation, you still, you, the, the, it's not as if the question has magically disappeared. Correct. Okay, there's no God. Why, why do I die? You're in trouble. They, they, you in trouble. And that was the reason why I was bringing up the, the thing. And I think I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's cool. Um, this idea of that there's a problem, man. Mm-hmm. There's a huge, huge problem, and that's evil and, and death. 
But an evolutionary worldview would say it's intrinsic mm -hmm. that things ain't gonna get better. Mm -hmm. You would have to argue mm -hmm. it ain't gonna get better. Yeah, yeah. Because how many more millions of years have we? Do we have to endure mm -hmm. evil and death? Mm -hmm. In the biblical worldview, mm -hmm. it says it's gonna be end. Yeah. It's gonna come to an end. Yeah. But I got I got too far ahead of myself. I got yeah. too far ahead of myself. I said God talks to us. He cares about us. He provides for us. Science does not. Yet many place absolute trust. And that which is impersonal. Yeah. Absolute trust should not be placed in science, but our creator. Therefore, we should look to him and his word. Those who look to his word will see that God is seeking what? To prove his existence to man. Mm -hmm. God wants to be known. And the way he seeks to be known is through his written word. Mm -hmm. it, is his written, it is in his written word where he details how he created the earth in six literal days. I say many de uh, deny this truth in, in lieu of science. However, God seeks to prove his existence in ways that are undeniable. One of the ways he does so is through prophecy. Prophecy is the ability to predict the future. Mm -hmm. One may be able to deny a literal six-day creation, but mm -hmm. one cannot deny prophecy. Yeah. Can you think of any prophecy in, in, in scripture um, that, that comes to your mind immediately? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my one I wrestle with, but it's... it's uh... First Peter one twenty mm. and it dealt with uh he was foreknown before the foundation of the world mm. who was made manifest in the last times mm. for the sake of us. Yeah. And uh uh you know, Jesus mm. uh before anything was created, mm. this plan was in motion. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause I had a notion that okay, it it, it was it was uh, God creation, mm -hmm. right? The creation story. Yeah. Man, fall, redemption. Mm -hmm. Nowhere hardly sometimes is it communicated before creation. <laughs> hey, here's this reality, this yeah. plan of God. Mm -hmm. So did he know what yeah. our, our first mother and father would do? Oh, of course he did. You know, he, but that's how he designed it like designed that. It. Mm -hmm. And we have to you know, so the Bible speaks of that. Uh, I'm glad because the, the the other part is he did it for our sake, because we we would be wrestling with so much, yeah, right, and uh, dealing with so much. So that prophecy, man, of 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 of, of him being uh, here, uh, yeah. foreknown before the foundation of the world. That's just that's just crazy, uh, a crazy prophecy. Isaiah brings it back. Mm -hmm. And then we see it just manifest inside of scripture, uh, John 1. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. dude, uh, this is this is crazy. Uh, uh how it how it plays out when you know Jesus now coming down to earth, mm -hmm. putting on flesh, man, yeah. and dwelling as we dwell, working. Yeah. Like we work, uh, you know, going through it and then being, you know chastised man and, and and just brutally beat I mean just for our sake mm -hmm. to take us away yeah. or be the propitiation mm. and from God's wrath yeah that is just insane man man just it, insane and and that's what I and you highlighted too because I say uh um there are numerous prophecies that explain in great detail what will happen in the future yeah. there are hundreds of prophecies that pertain to one particular individual yeah this individual was prophesied to be the messiah the very first prophecy um uh, regarding the messiah is found in genesis where it mm -hmm. says you know uh the the woman will give birth yep. and her seed will crush the serpent's head yep. it's talking about the gospel it's talking about yep. christ i said however
However, uh, why would man be in need of a Messiah in the first place? Mm -hmm. Even those who subscribe to evolution acknowledge there's a problem. Mm -hmm. However, they can't answer why. Death and evil are present realities, but the evolutionist is unable to provide a solution. Mm -hmm. How many more years will it take to eliminate these maladies? Mm -hmm. Even if one denies God, one cannot do away with death and evil. Mm -hmm. Yet the evolutionist must admit that death and evil are intrinsic to their worldview. Again, going back to why we started talking about dinosaurs and why that's such a hangup, because they argue that for millions of years, dinosaurs existed. So what that mean? Dinosaurs lived and they died. Mm -hmm. So death happened prior to mankind. Mm -hmm. Scripture says no. Death happened yeah. after um, God created man. Yeah, that yeah. there was it was paradise. Yeah, yeah. God created us in paradise, and because of man's decision, mm -hmm. it led to the fall. And so that's why those two worldviews are, are, are can't be reconciled together. And so we have to address: Hey, where did death come from? Yeah. In an evolutionary worldview, death is intrinsic to life. Yeah. Biblical worldview: Death is not intrinsic to world. Wow. You were never supposed wow. to die. Right. 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 You were right, never supposed right, to right, die. Right. Right. But an evolutionist would say, hey, yeah. that's what it is. That's what it is. It, it is what it is. That's good stuff. You know? Um, and so I say, if this is true, there is no hope of eliminating these problems. A biblical worldview not only explains why evil and death are present. You find that first in Genesis. Why is evil? Why is it death? Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And our present, but, uh, um, our present realities, but it offers a solution. God doesn't just leave us there. Um, evil and death are not intrinsic to human nature. They are consequences of human choice. Mm -hmm. Out of all the things that supposedly had evolved, man is the only thing that evolved to be what morally culpable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's only humans that are morally mm -hmm. culpable. It's like when a when a lion eat the gazelle, the, the, we don't hold the lion. We don't put him in court. We don't yeah, find him guilty. Yeah, but if we do that to somebody else, what? We're morally culpable. Only humans. Yeah, yeah. Only humans are the only things that are morally culpable. As a result of being morally culpable, men are um, capable of doing good and evil. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the first man chose to act wickedly. This caused sin and death to enter the world. However, God knew this would happen. Yeah, yeah, we just said. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, he sought to provide a solution to eliminate sin and death. The solution was to send a savior. I said the Bible is a collection of God's revealed redemptive plan. This redemptive plan spans from what? The beginning of time to the end. Scripture records God promising to send a Messiah who would what? Redeem mankind. Yeah. And that this person would be not only God. I mean, not only a man, but he would also be God in the flesh. Yeah. You know, I said, despite what one thinks, Jesus uh, drastically changed human history. Mm-hmm. What we because of Jesus, we date based off his life and death. Yeah. Now, there is no denying that Jesus was an actual historical figure who had tremendous impact on the world. Yet his coming uh, was foretold centuries before his arrival. Mm -hmm. The Bible prophesied that a Messiah who was fully man and fully God will redeem mankind. Jesus fulfills these prophecies and hundreds more. Mm -hmm. And I say there are also prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled. Come on, because what? He's coming He's back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming so back. in knowing this, how do you live life knowing that, wait, <laughs> there's prophecies in Scripture that have yet to be fulfilled. Yeah. And one is that he's he's returning. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I stated earlier, you know, life is, uh, man, life is good, man. God is better. But, you know, I don't want it to end. Mm. Right. Because being in Christ, you see that there's so much work to do mm. and so many people to to introduce to Christ. Yeah. And like the the work is just before us. Mm -hmm. And I get juiced up about it, man. And, and it's almost like, you know, cuz we don't know the day, know the hour. Yeah. 
when he when he when he would come. It's like, man, I hope I, man, I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to be, you know, into it, man. And you, oh, <laughs> man, you know, I almost had the person ready to get their life over, Lord. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, and you don't want it to end. I love, you know, you, you, you love fathering and love doing what God has called you to do. But the reality is there's still so much that God wants to unite back mm. how things were. Mm. And the beauty is we'll get to be with him Mm. when he does it. Mm. And we'll be in a state that's just so um, uh, godly, man, back with the angels and shouting out his name Mm. and getting this revelation. That's just a scene. Oh, to behold his face, the beauty of his face, Mm. right? Like, if it wasn't for him doing what he did for me and my life and my family, man, it would be, I got to see him. I got to see his Mm. face, man. Um, Thomas Clay used to sing a song before he died, and it dealt with him seeing God. And I live with this reality because uh, I know he's coming back to handle everything, and it keeps me away from the danger of your profession from the danger of not uh, being a disciple of Christ. Mm. And so it, it allows me to not, one, get caught up in my own little life and that I'm supposed to be a disciple mm. about this, about the loss. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the reality, and that's how I keep going because I know one day, brother, it won't be anymore. Yeah. Of this pain and suffering and my grandmother's gonna be able to not experience this pain she's mm-hmm. feeling, you know, be rid of cancer and my mother won't ever have to deal with the thoughts of her rape ever again, you know, or my wife and her past and my you know, it's just it's the world, what's going on, the racism, everything, yeah. man, it'll be gone. Mm. It'll be where God intended it to be united back to him and that's yep. just a blessing yeah there's a sense of joy and yeah. then also a sense of urgency right you know um joyous right. once it once it happens yeah. but an urgency that i can't be complacent correct you know that yeah. that he's put us on mission correct. that we've got something to do yeah. um because when he comes back it, it, it's like he comes back to bring a sword come on man and he playing <laughs> that trumpet gonna blow dude <laughs> he comes back to bring a sword and and so I wanted to make sure I answered the question. I say, why must there be an end? I say, there must be an end mm-hmm. because God's redemptive plan culminates with the elimination of sin and death. Right. Evolutionary worldview, there is no end. Right. Evil, sin, and death will reign forever in that yeah. worldview. Yeah. In our worldview, it's going to come to an end. It's, it's, gonna, it's done. It's going to come to an it's end. It's done. In order for this to happen, Christ must return. I say the evolutionary worldview, in the evolutionary worldview, death is the end. When you die, you what, just cease to exist. This is a very morbid thought. I say 200 years from now, no one will even remember you. Mm-hmm. I said it is. it will be as if you never even existed, mm-hmm. which again goes back to the point. Just because I don't like, and I guess I'll get to that point. I say um, this is why people have tombstones. They want a record of their existence. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. We we have a tombstone that we engrave. Right, 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 such right. and such live, yeah. die. Yeah. Why do we do that? Yeah. We want to be known. Yeah. We want to know that this person existed at a point right. in time. Yeah. 
I say most people can only go back two generations in regards to their genealogy. If there is no record of those who came before us, how yeah. can we prove they actually existed? Right, how right. far can you go back? <laughs> just your grandparents, right? I can just go back to my grandparents. <laughs> did did my grandparents' parents not exist? Because yeah. there's no record. Yeah, right, Clearly right. we know they did, though. Correct. Clearly we know that they did. Correct. I say, um, uh, despite not having a record or eyewitness account, we know our individual ancestors existed. Why? Because we exist. Mm -hmm. Likewise, we know God exists um, because we exist. Someone, or uh, say, uh, someone, not something, brought us into existence. Mm -hmm. And he has given us a record of his existence. Whether it is 200 or 2,000 years from now, there will be a record of our existence. There will be a record because God will account for mm -hmm. our existence. Mm -hmm. Existence is not bound by time and space. Um, if it were, you would cease to exist when you die. However, you will not cease to exist. Rather, you will live on in eternity. Mm -hmm. The question is where? Mm -hmm. question is where? And I had this uh, this final question for you. How do you yeah. want to be remembered? Because like you said, you started yeah. off like, I know that my life is going to end. As morbid yeah. as it sounds, yeah. my life is going to come to an end. Hopefully, yeah. I live a, a, a nice, fulfilling life. But the reality is everybody's going to die. Correct. We are going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. How do you want to be remembered? Uh, like my uncle had put in, has put in me for uh, as long as I can remember, he always tells me, bring you God's man. Mm. And that's how I want to be remembered. Mm. I was God's man. Yeah. yeah I, did what he, I did my best to live the, the life that he wanted me to live. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I end by this. I say, Jesus. And again, because people think I'm just pulling these topics out of thin air. Like, I'm yeah. deriving them from Scripture. Yeah. And this is the big one right here. I say, Jesus, who will be our judge on that great day, says, Behold, I am coming soon, mm -hmm. bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. Yeah. What does he say? I am what? The Alpha yeah. and the Omega. Yeah. The first from the last. What? Yeah. The beginning yeah, and the end. Yeah. Yeah. Why must there be an end? He's gonna come back. He gotta come up to his name. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna come back. There's a beginning and there's an end. And so yeah. man, just just an honor and a privilege to get you on this last one. Yeah. Uh this like all of them are special, but yeah, yeah. I think it's a fitting way to end it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fitting yeah. way um to end it. Cause again, start talking about fossils, Brandon, where you going with this? Yeah. But I'm trying to I'm trying to weave a narrative, man. Yeah, yeah. We 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 when we talk about existence, it's bound by time and space. Mm -hmm. And God has entered into time and space to say, hey, I am here. I'm the one who has created you. You have this desire to know where you came from. Right, if there right. wasn't, then we wouldn't be caring about evolutionary theory. Correct. Why do we come up with this evolutionary theory? Because we want yeah. to know an origin of yeah. mankind. And the point is that you have to deal with it because other people are hung up on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, God wants those people saved, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, I wanted to make sure I dealt with it. Hopefully we were able to articulate ourselves and just showing that God has given a history, a record of what? The beginning, the end, how we came into existence and not only how, but why he brought us into existence. And what's the end goal? The end goal is, is his glory. The end goal is that he is going to redeem mm -hmm. all of mankind. And that happens what through our history right right right. that we're, we're we're literally it's like god is just writing a pit, chapters in our own story of life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and and we just watching it unfold yeah. and the good thing is we know how it's going to end for those who, who trust in him yeah yeah we yeah. know that ultimately like you said all the things that plague the earth whether it's just death disease cancer just things that have happened in people's past we know ultimately at the end mm -hmm. that we'll spend eternity with christ yeah, yeah. apart from any of these death evil yeah. disease apart from all of that mm -hmm. that god's redemptive plan is going to culminate 
with his return. I love that, man. That's the, you know, that's the joy. That's, that's the, the joy, joy right there, dude. That's the joy, man. So, like I said, honor, honor, honor to have you on the last one. Just yeah. beginning and the end. Yeah, got, you, got, hey, you. Bro, I was, got you. Got you. It was good, man. End, it, was, man. It, was, it was good to come up here and spit it with you, man. Glad yeah. you kept at it. Concepts, yeah. man. It was a blessing. I know it was a blessing to all those who were guests on the show. And uh, man, you did it. You got a catalog. Uh, yeah, I got a record of recorded history. I did a podcast, and you can go back and yep. you can see it. Yeah, just 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 history right yeah, here. That's it awesome. Really is man. Never Absolutely thought that I would awesome. I would do this. Like I've told people before, I hate being on camera. I hate talking. Um, but it wasn't about me. It was mm-hmm. about God and His mm-hmm. glory. Um, mm-hmm. And the big thing was just be faithful, no matter who's listening, what's going on. Just be faithful to yeah. God. You yeah. know, because what again. Even if nobody else is watching, God is. Most he perceives definitely. it. Most definitely. He perceives it. Yeah. So it's like someone can say, I didn't know this actually happened. God, God know it happened. Uh, people are searching. Pe- yeah. People are searching, man. And uh, I'm a big fan of being in position. Uh, That's, I'm a big fan of that. So, true. you know, uh, if, if whatever you do, uh, whatever God has gifted you to do, I think you should be making sure at all times, you are in position. Mm. Don't worry about the end so much mm. or, or, or the success of it. Yeah. But be in position because the one person that is actually searching or the group of people that's searching, you have what they need. Mm. And uh, through God's, you know, uh, uh, working through you. Yeah. And, man, I'm going to tell you something, bro. At the right time, uh, man, you'd be on a big stage. <laughs> <laughs> you see what the Lord has, be the, be, yeah, yeah, you know? It's like I said, I can't, can't uh, emphasize enough how, how much it's it been just having you mm-hmm. um, be a part of this and just even outside, just what a blessing you are to me and my mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Um, like I said, sad to see that it, <laughs> this is the last one, but I still want to continue podcasting. I love the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, so those who are listening, you'll hear from me in the future i don't know in what capacity it probably won't be in the same capacity of going through book mm-hmm. um but just i, I definitely want to just have a conversation where i think there's there's a space needed for like-minded individuals and not even like-minded even those who like have differing of views and just mm-hmm. talking about life because we all going through life um and just just having that conversation where just a group of men and, and i definitely would want to incorporate a woman into it as well mm-hmm. but i, I want to continue podcasting so yeah. for those listening and enjoy it I will continue. I don't know right. in what capacity, uh, but I definitely uh, will. So you you will, you will be hearing more from me. Mm-hmm. Um, tell people about the podcast. Tell mm-hmm. people about the book. Um, and and most importantly, just I hope the gospel reigns supreme. The gospel isn't just for unbelievers. That we mm-hmm. are in constant need yeah. of the gospel. Because even when I'm writing these, I'm convicted. You know, just realizing how much I don't live out the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like easy to come up here and you know talk about the gospel. And then I demonstrate that to my wife or demonstrate right, that to someone else right. um, who comes in my path. Why so you just take I'm it on, slow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like God is working on me. I don't got it together. There's questions. I even like when I finished writing, I had some final thoughts. I'm like, this, there's always going to be questions right, right. Uh, that people are going to have. I don't ever want to act like I've got all the answers. Yeah. Um, but I just want to make sure that I'm pointing people back to Christ right, and just right, seeing right. that he's not hiding. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's not hiding yeah. um, at, at all. But man, I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to add. If not, uh, can you can you close us out in prayer? Well, Steph, I'll close us out, man. Guys, go out there and do what you got to do, man. Stay uh, ministry driven. Yeah. Stay in God's word. It is it is the one thing that's going to be the bridge of uh, the fruitfulness of God uh, in your life. 
uh, and um, I'm seeing that. Uh, just quick tip: I'm studying out Exodus for the rest of the year. Mm. Just, just I'm just in Exodus and loving, yeah. loving it, man. How God wants to make Himself known, mm. uh, and uh, He does it, and it's just a beautiful thing. So. Uh, you can go another level in God if you already <laughs> saved and those who are listening that are not saved God wants you he yeah. loves you he cares for you and he is waiting for you uh, with an outstretched hand yeah. and uh, so with that being known let's 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 go ahead and pray father thank you for our time today thank you for Brandon and his vision it came to pass God he manifested it he innovated it and God you he was a willing vessel and bless his hands and his mind to continue to grow in you and uh, continue to bless his gift, continue to bless his work and the performance, God, that he's, that he's doing out here and the impact that he's going to make. Uh, Father, bless him and his family, his beautiful wife and his beautiful baby girl. I pray uh, that you continue to give them guidance and direction and you will take them as far uh, as you want to, God, all over the world so they can continue to do what you call them to do. I pray that they come in contact with many lives and many souls and do great generational work until you come back. And Father, thank you for all the listeners to this podcast who are faithful, uh, that that just love the information and the content that Brandon was bringing. They were blessed by it. And Father, continue to keep them in the loop and uh, continue to keep them connected to Brandon. Uh, and God, I pray uh, for the, uh, I pray that uh, Brandon's uh, schooling as well uh, will be done soon. Oh, and he will be uh, continuing to do uh, uh, further and deep, uh, more deep uh, ministry with that with that degree. And so, God, I pray uh, for uh, blessings of all our listeners and everyone, God, that will be listening. Uh, in the in the near future, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We out. Amen. Peace.